the hard shoulder on Newstalk with Nissan subscribe and drive no deposit no compromise no fuss find out more at nissan.ie now, in the absence of Sinead Ryan, I'm delighted to be joined this week by Frank Conway, financial advisor and founder of Money Whiz. Uh, Frank, a lot of people, I suppose, trying to make changes as they do every January and some will look at how to save a few bob when it comes to household bills. Is it a good time to switch? Always a good time to switch. And, you know, pretty much anything is switchable today, you know, from current accounts to pensions to utilities to mortgages and old life protection policies. So there's a huge range out there for people and it's something that comes up quite a bit in terms of consumers not perhaps knowing that they can switch a lot of products and, and, and perhaps also knowing where to start. So that's a big issue for many people who probably don't have visibility of their of their finances and really what they pay. Uh, do, do the different providers tend to offer deals because they know around this time of the year people are looking to switch? Or is that the very reason they don't offer deals now? People well, will switch anyway. Don't give them a few bob if we can keep it ourselves. Yeah, there was an interesting report a couple of weeks ago in terms of insurance, which I think is a separate issue. But in terms of, you know, things like utilities and mortgages, really there are deals out there for a lot of people. And often, you know, it's actually much easier for people to, you know, get the information, number one, in terms of actually comparing the market. And then number two, the process for switching in some products is actually quite straightforward. But the problem, again, is people often don't have the detail. And this is something, you know, a lot of work I do is people often just don't know what they're paying for a lot of things. They probably don't know what they're paying on their mortgages, and they probably don't have visibility on what they pay on their utilities until they sit down and actually maybe track those for a little bit or maybe over a three-month period and know exactly what they're paying. So, But there's a couple of ways that they can do it. But visibility and information is this sticking block for a lot of people, and there's a fear factor then in terms of they're not sure where to start. Uh, are, are there certain types of things... Uh or, or certain areas where it's easier to switch? I mean, is it easier to switch between, uh, you know, different electricity companies than it is to switch mortgages, for example? Oh, 100%, yeah. And, you know, that's a really good point. You know, so if we start with utilities, for example, one of the starting points I start with, with most people, is, you know, there's a website out there, that website's called switcher.ie. It's free to use. It doesn't take any personal information or details. But the starting point on that is for someone to enter either their own details in terms of roughly how much usage they have on an annual basis for gas, electricity, uh, even broadband, for example, and maybe even some uh, SIM top-up cards and things like that. So that's the starting point, very easy to use. And then I just ran some numbers last night in terms of our, our own household and just using the national averages in terms of energy usage coming from the energy regulator, you know, the estimate was coming back saying, look, we think you could save around €250 Euro per year just on electricity. Now, I think I wouldn't save that much, but I think I would save perhaps in closer to maybe about €150. Euro. That's free information. Didn't input any details. I'm not going to be harassed with a whole pile of emails on the back end of that. And that's a very easy 10-minute process in terms of getting the information and actually inputting the information. So, and so the way Switcher works is I think they probably get a commission or something if they if they have referrals on it. But a very easy process to, to begin with. So very easy to do that. Mortgages are slightly more complicated. Now, mm. the challenge with utilities, and one of the points I bring up all the time is very often, you know, some of the savings are coming off going paperless, for example, and going direct debit. Now, the challenge with that sometimes is we tend to lose a bit of visibility around that. You know, we after maybe a year or two, we kind of forget that. So it's really important when we have a, an annual budgeting process to go through everything. 
um, in terms of actually what we're paying for utilities, what we're paying yeah. for broadband, things like that. Is, is there a value in ticking that box then when you are switching to ask for paper statements? You know, most companies now will, will, will give you the choice. Do you want it just to disappear out of your account once a month or do you want us to send a statement? And and I, like most people now, I, I just say, no, just take the money out of my account. But is there a value in actually having something sent out, a hard copy in the post? It forces you to look at it, I suppose. Well, it, it does and it does. One thing I would say there is you're going to get better value generally from having it paper but you can get around that by simply just sitting down once a year and just actually just pulling out maybe a recent statement. This is how I would do it, and this is what I do do, is I would pull it out maybe every 18 months with utilities, maybe every 18 months, pull out you know, roughly what you're paying, and then go back and do the process again. As long as you get into that routine of doing it every 12 or 18 months, you know, you're probably going to always squeeze a little bit of value. What you're trying to do is save you know, just a little bit extra. Now, the one thing with utilities that comes up all of the time, the point I make with people is, you know, if you have an older property, another investment you can make is maybe doing a building, building energy rating on the property, you know, some, because sometimes, you know, you, we can be very sharp in terms of maybe getting better value using the websites, getting the information. But the other side, we might be just leaking information, uh, um, energy from old windows, for example, where the seals maybe uh, need replacing. And that can be a very easy fix, for example, or maybe just some extra insulation in an attic. So one of the websites I always recommend to people to go to is, in terms of getting usage, uh, better usage habits, uh, mm. use SE, S, the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland, SEAI.ie. That does two things. It gives a lot of tips in terms of actually how to reduce how much energy we're using. And the second thing is it provides a full list of building energy rating suppliers and regulated or registered BER suppliers in a particular area. And that is a good investment. I've done it myself. One of the things we were going to do about 10 years ago was replace the windows. We've since replaced them. But we've realized that the old, the seals in the windows, the rubbers had kind of gone on that. And we reckon we saved about 10% on just sealing that up and just putting a yeah. bit of extra insulation in an attic. So it's both behavioral issues in terms of actually what we're, how, much we're do, how much we're using electricity, turning off uh, you know, devices at night and things like that. So that all helps to reduce costs. And to what extent do people get caught out as well, uh, Frank, when they get to the end of a contract and the price goes up and they don't notice or it goes, you know, you, you, yep. you, you pay it for a few months, you know, yep. you, you switch from Sky to Virgin or vice versa because they've got a deal, but it's a six or 12 month deal and you're locked in. Yep. And, you know, everyone tends to end up staying for 14 or 16 months, don't they? Yeah, and we all do it. I've done it myself, for example, you know, and sometimes, you know, I, I don't blame consumers. There are some providers out there You've got to be very determined because the customer service levels are pretty weak, and I've gone through this myself with some providers where it's very hard to get past you know, the gatekeepers in terms of actually trying to get a better deal out there. So sometimes you do need to talk to people, and if the customer service isn't you know, up to scratch or on par, you know, it, people can get put, get put off by that, and they probably just give up a little bit. And I've gone through this myself where I was given deals, and the provider didn't come through on it, and you've got to go back in twice and three times. And, and I think some of them have been in the media recently in terms of maybe not offering enough customer service in those cases. So sometimes people have to be very determined. And in terms of actually understanding the detail, that's really easy and straightforward to get. But, yeah, we can leave it lapsed. We mm. can leave it go. And it's just really just getting to the habit once a year of just going through the itemized list. And, you know, there's lots of income and expenditure sheets out there where people can just go yeah. through the detail and just follow that track line in terms of better value. Uh, Lisa in Dublin has texted in. She says, I just used bonkers.ie for my parents' electricity and gas. Yep. Saved them 475 quid. They're delighted. So there's big savings. There's big savings, yeah. The one I looked at last night, they were offering me about, a, I think, about a 250 euros savings based on the national averages. And that was just on the electricity. Obviously, with gas and electricity in the house, so in those cases, it would be higher as well. So, 
you know, sometimes it depends on which measure they're using. If, if We mm. tend to keep our usage quite low because we do turn off the devices at night as well. Uh, uh, Lisa's going to find it very easy to switch electricity and gas. That, that's very uh, easy to do. You know, yep. you, you go to the new provider and they'll kind of take care of getting you off the old provider. Yep. Uh, to go back again to TV and broadband and, uh, and home phone, those packages, the curse with switching them is that you go and you get your new provider and you have to go and ring up the old provider and then you ring them up and they say, oh no, you've got to give a month's notice for that. So suddenly yep. you're paying two bills for a month or two? There can be that, yeah. You know, generally what I would do, and you know, this is this happens, actually happens with mortgages, for example, people on fixed rate mortgages, you got to do it closer to the date. And this is again where some people get caught out. They're not oh yeah, well, sure. whatever about TV, you don't want to be paying a double mortgage. Yeah. Well, you won't be paying a double mortgage, you know, and if you want, you know, mortgages is another big, big area in terms of savings and where there was a lot of people out there perhaps paying way over the odds with maybe a mortgages that might be over 10 years old, for example. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a big, big one. And if we, if we want to look at that one, you know, that's a big challenge for a lot of people. Often the central bank will point out, for example, that, you know, people should be switching more. There are three things you need to switch on a mortgage. You need the loan-to-value on the mortgage. If it's a, if you're a second non-first-time buyer, you have to have 80% loan-to-value. You, you need a good credit rating, and that is either on the central credit register or the ICB. And the third thing is you need the uh, debt-service ratio. Now, here's a couple of things I would do. You mentioned a website there. Bonkers is very good for comparing mortgages, for example, or the CCPC, the Competition Consumer Protection Commission. Our taxes pay for that. These are two places you can go off and figure out roughly, you know, what the best deals are in the market. Now, you need to know what you're paying yourself. Mm. And the challenge in all of this is sometimes people say to me, they're going to maybe pay off or maybe look to switch their tracker mortgage. You're not going to save money on a tracker mortgage. Uh, rule of thumb, most people are paying perhaps 1% on a, tracker, on a tracker mortgage. Unless you want to pay it off quickly, and you can overpay it. There's other things you can do there. In terms of mortgages, the two things you can do. You can either switch provider, or the other thing, often what I would try to encourage people to do is either try to negotiate with an existing lender. And yeah, about 18 months ago, a lady in North County, Dublin, one of the cases we worked with her on was she was paying 4.8% on her mortgage, going back to her provider, and she, she looked for a better deal, and they offered to bring it down to 4.4%. She was on a fixed rate. And then at the end of it, I said, let's go through Bonkers and the CCPC. Both were coming up with the best rate in the market was 2.8%. So in that case, I put a case together for her, and I said, look, you can probably go with, with a 2.8% deal because she had very good loan-to-value. She had a very good uh, debt service ratio and very good credit rating. Um, her existing provider came back at 3%. So they were at 4.8, came down to 44 and they, and they matched her at 3%. She could have gone to 2.8%, but because of the cost of solicitors in those yeah. cases, you know, she, uh, it was just as cheap just to stay with the existing provider. How, how early into your mortgage should you look at, at switching? Because, you know, a lot of people, particularly first-time buyers, yep. it's a busy time in their life, you know. There's probably young kids knocking around as well, not long after the mortgage. And it, it can be years before they look at this. It can be. Now, here's a trick. First of all, you know, you're not going to switch for a couple of basis points, like 25 basis points or a quarter of a percent. It's probably not worth your while to do that. But if you've been in the property for a period of time, the, the one thing you're going to need you're going to need equity on that property. So have the values, have the property values in the area gone up because most first-time buyers are borrowing at 90%. It's going to be a while before they get to 80% anyway. So you could be looking at five, six, eight years. It depends on how quickly interest rates are going up. So somebody who borrowed 10 years ago or eight years ago probably would be in line for a pretty decent savings. So you're going to be looking yeah. at the interest rate number one. Now, yeah. the other thing that people can do with their mortgages and often what doesn't come up enough is they can overpay them. And this is another way of getting the cost of interest down. If you can't switch, many people can overpay. And this comes up quite a bit in seminar. So what I would say to people is, look, 
if you have a variable rate mortgage, you can overpay that by any amount you want. If you come in for some extra money, maybe you've got a pay raise at work or whatever. If you have a fixed rate mortgage, you can overpay that by about 10%. And what you do by overpaying on a mortgage is you're, you're tricking the amortization. In other words, the repayment period. So you'll be reducing the period on the mortgage that's outstanding, and that will, in fact, then reduce the interest cost of the mortgage yeah. itself. Yeah, so that's another way of actually getting into All right, now. listen, there are savings to be made out there. I mentioned Lisa in Dublin and the 475 quid. Michael in Wexford says, Air put my broadband up to 76 quid a month just before Christmas. Switched yep. to Vodafone for 29 euro on a 12-month contract. Well yep. done, Michael. Listen, Frank, appreciate all the advice. Uh, Frank Conway, financial advisor and founder of Money Whiz. Money Whiz.